0: Check, one, two, check, one, two. Oh, perfect, perfect. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. Oh, Lord. It is December the 1st. And you know what that means? It's Star Wars fun! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the same month that the next Star Wars film hits theaters. It is 16 days until The Force Awakens hits theaters, and we're talking about it right now.
1: Falcon Flight with Destiny!
0: It is, well, it is Star Wars Tonight, that nightly countdown podcast that we've all come to love as we pass the time to The Force Awakens hitting theaters. I'm super excited to be talking about the cast of Star Wars and kind of where we stand as they start to hit these late night shows and more. But I'd like to bring in Steve Glosson to the program. That's me. That's
1: you. That's me.
0: How's it going, man? going good how are you sir uh, i am doing absolutely fantastic it gets better every day i, was, I was gonna c- say you're doing better than you were last week about uh, this time I, what was i doing last week about this time
1: you were staring 90 updates in the face 90 up oh ho, ho, ho!
0: oh i forgot about that <laughs> it's one of those things that i just like forced out of my memory uh yeah yep. that's the that's the scared. You were staring ninety
1: updates in the face. We did a twenty minute show and then you recorded an hour and a half with Rifen.
0: Uh, this is true. This is true. Well, I mean I like to think that the it was the it was the great Gloss and uh, protest that that I think really politically. I mean, political activism is important. It's not just about mm-hmm. what you do in on the voting booth on Tuesday. It's about the the um, uh, finding your cause. And and Steve, you've won because you <laughs> and literally everybody listening who emailed or tweeted us was like, yes, go longer. So whenever we can, which includes this evening, fortunately, uh, we, right. have, we have more free reign to go along. I, there will be a few evenings where I can't, but uh, for, uh, right. Steve, fortunately for you, we've got time. Well, I will point out Roku Depot left a review of, of one of the episodes,
1: one of the first episodes we did of this together, and um, they said that, they, basically what they said of me was, Steve is so used to long form that he, the short form's really a challenge. And I was like, "That's true."
0: <laughs> yeah. On point there at uh, Roku Depot. Um, no, man, I'm very, I'm very excited to be, uh, be back and uh, and and I feel like you know I do feel a little bit less pressure. I don't feel like I need to just like, hey, we're going to talk about this now, uh, and and that which gives us time to talk about our sponsor, Steve. We have a sponsor. That's what I hear. In fact, we have uh, one of my favorite apps to use on the road, Waze, sponsoring this episode of the Star Wars Tonight podcast. I almost I almost did it, Steve. I almost went Star Wars apart. I keep going there. Um, but uh, all week long, uh, we're helping Waze promote this really cool Star Wars skin that they've overlaid on their GPS app. So if you go to Waze.com slash download for Android or iOS, you can download the app and then opt in to this amazing protocol droid navigator that you will receive uh, and Steve, uh, today's way story is Riley driving back from Georgia Tech uh, after a long day of ROTC, and there are just police everywhere, all the way mm-hmm. down through Riverdale. Like this is hyper local. This is like the most local radio type thing ever. But uh, but seriously, there was there police everywhere. But every time you drive down the highway, it's like, oh oh my, police reported ahead. I, this is all yeah. your fault. And, <laughs> And it just cracks me up that, because oh, that's, what they do. That's, that's what it does. That's what the that's what Anthony that's Daniels what, does in your car speakers uh, when you're using the Waze okay. app and the uh, Star Wars skin on the GPS. So, again, go to Waze.com slash download or go to Star Wars slash Waze GPS. And we've got a really cool blog post there talking about some of the goodies that you get. Like seeing all the other Waze users who are also opting in, you see them as like little X Wings and TIE fighters zooming along the highway. So, it's awesome. Mm. That's cool. I haven't checked it out because I, I use the Google Maps so much. Well, I'm and, telling you, man, it's, it's... Well, and that's the thing about Waze is because it's basically user inputted. It's uh, crowdsourced traffic info, so that's where you get live uh, updates. It's, uh, it's sort of like... Um, um, our good friend Justin Robert Young characterized it once as sort of like trying to... Uh, if you want to pretend like you're uh, in a Die Hard movie r- driving through Los Angeles during traffic hour, use Waze, because you're literally, like, darting through all the back streets. Uh, But that's, again, uh, oh, sorry? I said, that's nice. That's awesome. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, again, go to Waze.com slash download uh, for the app itself. Now, and we appreciate them supporting the show this week. It's uh, really cool of them. So, um, especially with a small, uh, limited-run podcast like this, so... Tell you what, folks. That's uh, let's get in straight into our topic. Steve, I texted you a little earlier today um, because I was trying to think of uh, a good topic as we're getting into the the closing two weeks uh, until the Force Awakens hits theaters, and I feel like this past week has just been so jam packed with media appearances of all kind. Of uh, we've had all kinds of magazine covers. We uh, were getting now late night talk show appearances. Uh, we're getting in-depth interviews with George Lucas on the Washington Post. Uh, we'll get on that later. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about, now that we're seeing this cast make the interview circuits, we're getting, a, I think, a much better idea of of who these folks are. And I kind of wanted to kick off our discussion, Steve, by reminding you, the very first time we ever podcasted in person, uh, down in hazleyhurst, Georgia. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, you brought up, uh, we were talking about the announcement and the big three, quote unquote, returning and I remember distinctly like being that guy. I was that guy who brought up concerns like, well, is is it really like when you talk about uh, Carrie and Mark is, are they really uh, best fit to embody the characters now, all these years later uh-huh. I was that guy. It's a jerk move I'll be the first to admit it. But I was legitimately yeah. kind of like nervous about it. Fast forward to today <laughs> You see while the you see what's going on with the entire cast on these late night shows. I don't know about you, Steve, but I'm absolutely falling in love with them and falling in love with them again when it comes to the originals.
1: Oh, sure. I mean that's that's the thing. Harrison Ford has almost found new life. It's yes. It's, it's crazy. He's he knows either he knows how to play the game or he's really happy to be back in this role. Um he's 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 almost it's almost like he's found new life. Carrie Fisher is is Carrie Fisher. Um, and you know, it's, it's and JJ J. Abrams has, has had some fun anecdotes that he's been sharing as well. As far as, um, I like, I like his story told a little bit back about how nervous he was to show the Disney higher ups, the rough cut of the force awakens, um, <laughs> I bet. without effects. And sort of thing and he was just talking about how nervous he was. And when they got through, everyone was happy with it. And they said it was really good. And, and then he said, so then I started doubting myself, thinking, well, they were just being nice. <laughs> and I just want to be like, that's cute, because no one with this kind of money riding on this kind of movie is going to just say, yeah, that's really good, just to be nice to you. <laughs> no, no. What it, world it's- does Jay Abrams live in that he thinks people can spend a billion, uh, you know, four billion dollars just to be nice?
0: No. One, uh, it, well, it's interesting on the whole The whole other aspect of, of- – like when we're talking about the rough cuts and we're hearing about some of the folks who have and haven't seen the film, and you had the uh, news recently that Steven Spielberg has seen the film, and he, he's waxing eloquent about how this is going to be the greatest movie of all time, which has, by the way, got to wow. really help J.J. Abrams and, and uh, trying to manage the expectations at this point. Right, right. Well, you know,
1: here's my, my expectations, really, if I can be honest about the movie, are managed because I watched a movie called Creed, Last night, at the time of this recording, and um, so far, it's my favorite movie of the year. And Star Wars has got a long way to go oh, to really? evoke the emotional, re- yes, to evoke the emotional response that I had during this movie, Creed. Now, 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 Riley, I know that you're not well versed in the whole Rocky universe. I'm not, uh, and and we need to rectify that. But I will say this: that if there were no Star Wars. Rocky would be my Star Wars. That's I'm I'm very much into the Rocky franchise. I love it. I think it's one of the most well crafted set of series of movies and story wise and, and character development along along. It has a few continuity issues here and there from movie to movie, but overall the 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 character of Rocky and the people surrounding him is just fantastically done. Uh, and and Creed kind of continues on in that universe with a new character. Uh, Almost um, creed. I saw Steve. I saw you.
0: I was just gonna say I saw you tweet one Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I've never
1: tweeted a celebrity
0: before in my life. I was gonna say that's not a Steve thing to do.
1: "Mm Hmm. That's right. And that's how that's how taken I was with this movie. And I'm telling you, I don't care what Steven Spielberg says that the Force Awakens has a long way to go. To outdo Creed as far as the emotional response that I, I had to that movie last night, so wow. my expectations are very managed right now.
0: Well, that, you're probably in a good place because I mine are not because I've <laughs> I've given up. <laughs> I can no longer be objective about this movie. Um, I just run it in my life. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You're just gonna say.
1: I, I was going to say I know that we're we're wanting to talk about some of the cast behind their back or whatever, but before before we do that, I also I want to mention you know having listened through some of the other episodes of Star Wars tonight because not only am I a host, I'm a listener. Um, I, you know, one of the things that's been said and, and and brought up is this idea of of the expectations we talked about. Is this movie going to be the cultural phenomenon that that you know Star Wars was? Originally in 1977, I maintain there's no way that it can be. I remember we mentioned you know, that because... briefly
0: last, right as we were closing the episode last week.
1: Yeah, and, and, and then I heard you
0: continue on with other people in I, that conversation. I want it to. I want it to be, it, maybe not in the same way, but maybe a similar level. I want the world to breathe Star Wars again in a way that... I've never gotten to experience. I, I maybe I'm being a little unfair in my expectations or or hopes and dreams. But I want it. I want it to happen, Steve. Well, probably to that. To that, I'll say this: just go to the grocery store
1: because this, it's there. The the world is doing it right now. The fact that you're seeing all these appearances and all this press being done. That, you know, as we talked about on my first time out on Star Wars Tonight, the marketing that's being done, I maintain that the marketing now is bigger than it was for the for the Phantom Menace. You, you just, and I know there's some people who've taken me to task a little bit on Twitter over that, saying that, no, I don't think it is. But I think they're looking more at the Hasbro side of things, just with the toys and the Midnight Madness and stuff. There is not the cross-promotion between all the different brands of things, branding their stuff with Star yeah. Wars over and over again. The Disney marketing machine is huge. People are breathing Star Wars. It is in casual conversation. It's just a matter of, of making sure that you're actually experiencing it rather than, and I don't mean to get onto you on your show, but rather than just sitting back hoping to experience it. You've got to actually go out, and, because it's happening now. But as far as the cultural impact, it's not going to be what it was in 77. I don't think the world is going to change after December 18th. Uh, that's not to say that this movie is going to be not good. That's not to say I'm not excited about it. It's just to say that that what what that original Star Wars was was something incredibly special. Right time, right place, right story. Yeah. Um, and and it just it 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 could never be the same again. This, I mean, this movie doesn't happen if it's not for Star Wars. You know, what? Star Wars came out of nowhere, and that's going to be the next big pop cultural shift is when something comes out of nowhere. And that's hard to do cinematically right now because everything are reboots, remakes, and sequels. Yeah. And, um, you know, for better or for worse. And sometimes they hit in a big, bad way, like Creed hit me in a huge way. And then sometimes they hit and it's good, but I can leave it in the theater and not really think about it too much again, such as Jurassic World. What I took away from Jurassic World was not so much how great the movie was, but how great a time I had seen it with you and Bethany. So, you know, I I think that The Force Awakens, we're going to build our experience around going to see this movie and being there on opening night and and all the good times we'll have with friends, but, um, but it's already in the bloodstream of the popular culture. Because I can't go anywhere... And run into anyone who remotely knows me without them bringing up Star Wars, because everyone's
0: fully aware of it right now. Yeah. Uh, so, so
1: you know, I, I just—it's
0: so true. I, I mean, I, I feel was, like I—it's. I actually, I, I think I—I I think Steve, we are on the same page because right. I was with um, uh, this last. Uh, I guess it was Sunday. Yeah, this last Sunday evening, I was up in Atlanta, uh, meeting with some of our RTC folks. We're wrapping up the semester, and we're, we're you know we're just kind of doing business. We went to a, a burger joint up in Atlanta near Midtown, uh, and at, around the table, the first thing that comes up, uh, conversations already started because I was there. Me and Bethany arrived a few minutes late was the was Star Wars. And everyone was talking about where they were going to see it, who they were seeing it with, and what theater, and how they had all already pre ordered tickets. And these are just normal college student millennial ROTC cadets. These the We're up to a hundred million dollars now in pre sales, aren't we? I, I haven't I haven't checked the latest numbers. Uh, the last one I saw was fifty million, which was still insane. Um I heard I heard Podcast where someone had dropped the hundred million dollar I mean it wouldn't number. surprise me uh and, and and I think I don't know i'm I'm kind of thinking out loud here, but I think that um I don't know that I'm looking for the cultural impact of the original, but if i mm-hmm. pause if I pause and consider what what you've said and what we're seeing around us um I think the universe of Star Wars has surrounded and penetrated us and bound us together. In a way. Yeah. The thing is, is it's back. It's yeah. back in a big way.
1: And and that's really due in part to the Disney marketing machine. I, I mean the fact that I can go to a Dollar General and there's Star Wars merchandise. Yeah. That's something that's never been the case, you know. But Disney gets into these places with in, in some instances cheaper made merchandise, you know, little a little bit different type of licensing going on but all the but all the same it's there it's again it's in the it's in the bloodstream of the pop culture again and so and and so what i'm glad is that you're getting to experience that because you didn't get to experience that with the prequels and and so i'm glad you're getting to experience that and also you know what you are what you're also getting to experience is a much more positive vibe you're getting to experience that episode 1 positive vibe because leading yeah. into uh, the Phantom Menace. Everyone was super excited. Uh, a few months after The Phantom Menace, everyone had turned, around, you know, turned vehemently against George Lucas and company. Um, what was really interesting, though, is Attack of the Clones. Once again, everyone got excited, but it was all based on expectation. I remember some really well done fan made trailers out there for uh, episodes two and three, and. Um, and this was the kind of stuff that people were wanting to see and expecting, and and that's not what they got. So they were, you know, they took they they went home crying about how George Lucas doesn't know how to tell a story. Yeah, and uh, and and so uh, everyone now is kind of on the same boat. And unfortunately, there's some of those people like, well, I'm glad George isn't a part of it anymore, you know, and and so they're excited about it. And then there are people who are old school fans who are excited about it. There are people who are just Star Wars fans who are excited about it. And so. You know, you're getting to experience this fun wave, and I'm glad that you're getting to do that because it is exciting. It is fun. Um, and and all these guest appearances and everything just kind of play into that because we do get to see these actors who we don't know, you know, for the most part. Um, you know, we may or may not be familiar with anything they've done. And, and, and in the case of someone like Daisy Ridley, she's never really done anything. And so, you know, we get to know them and we get to see their personality off screen and uh, and it's fun. It's fun to get to know these people and watch them kind of squirm at certain
0: questions
1: and <laughs> uh, and just get to know their personalities a little bit and see their excitement.
0: No, absolutely. It's an exciting time. And and you're right, Steve. I I didn't get to really experience that um, with the prequels. And 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 for that matter, most of the people that I spend uh, around, you know, that I spend time with outside of the the Star Wars internet land it, are people who. You know, they were like four or five years old when the Phantom Menace came out, right? They, right. Even their consciousness—you um, know—they were born like ninety-six. So it's it's just kind of um, it's a, it's a different crowd, I think. That uh, that is going to be—I uh, not, maybe not crowd's is the right word, but I think there's a whole new dimension of the audience that Star Wars can reach. And I think, if anything, if there is a unique part of the way this movie impacts culture, I think it is in a uh, broader, uh, mul- more multi-generational sense. Uh, and I, I really hope that's the case. I think that would be uh, incredible. I want to take, take a brief moment and plug something that we're doing this weekend on the program uh, before we jump into our full discussion, and that is watch parties. Uh, we are, every night, broadcasting uh, on Twitch at starwarsreport.com slash live. Uh, we were kind of experimenting with it in the last couple weeks. We did our uh, our Revenge of the Sith live stream uh, this past weekend. And coming this Saturday and Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we're doing live Star Wars watch parties. It's Star Wars and Empire. And uh, it'll be Riley building, rebuilding his old Lego sets that he pulled out of storage. And <laughs> it'll be us kind of talking about the movie and uh we're gonna have a great time so i'm super excited about it mark it on your calendars we'll be setting up a facebook event on our facebook page very soon make sure you rsvp we'll get you the links and all that stuff to participate and how we can sync up and watch the star wars movies together in anticipation for the force awakens
1: uh steve you doing anything this saturday uh yeah i've got some stuff going on i'd I'd love to be able to sit in with you guys but i don't think i'll be able to um you what kind of Lego sets have you have you pulled out of storage? What what was
0: what was young Riley rocking in the in the Legos? Well, I'm glad you asked, sir. If you're uh, watching on the live stream or the uh, video version on the uh, Star Wars Report YouTube page, I'm holding out a Nabu Starfighter. Um, oh, nice. But uh, really, the large the largest portion of uh, Lego collectibles I have are from 2005, the Revenge of the Sith sets. I got a number of them <laughs> for my birthday and for Christmas that year. That was kind of the first year that I was really Getting into Star Wars. Um, I want to say that that was within a year of me having first, within two years of me having first seen the films. So, uh, it was, uh, I've got a lot of Revenge of the Sith sets. I've got the, what is it, the, uh, Boga? Yeah, Boga. The Boga versus, uh, Grievous's weird spinny thing. We've got, <laughs> we've got, actually, my favorite piece might just be the, uh, giant box of half constructed episode one lego sets that uh my Ooh, mom nice. found at a yard sale probably two or three years ago and i forgot existed and um they have the instructions with them and i think they're intact so we will find out as i try to construct them this weekend you while think watching star wars movies. you think the
1: instructions aren't you so you think you have all the pieces i think them?
0: i do i think i do
1: nice well, that's yeah. exciting. I'm, I, now, see, that's the kind of stuff I want to tune in for, is to watch you build Legos. <laughs> that's to me, because it's like, I can watch Star Wars anytime. But, but to, to sit there and hang out while you're building Legos and talk about, oh, that looks cool, that looks great. That's, it's, it's the collectible bug that's, ca- that's once again <laughs> caught me. And I actually bought my first Star Wars Lego set the other week.
0: Oh, which, and uh, which one was it? I, th- I think you mentioned it, but I totally blanked.
1: I bought, I actually splurged and bought the Ghost, the big, big Lego set because it was on clearance. Nice. And and, and, sl- and the price was slashed incredibly. That and the Phantom, and they connect together. And because Hasbro's not going to do a Ghost, um, you know, I'm yeah. like, this will be my, this will be the only way I can get it. So I haven't put it together yet, but I've been thinking about starting a YouTube channel. Of doing some toy reviews and and unboxing and unpackaging some toy some Star Wars type toys and everything.
0: That's huge, man. I mean, uh, even that we're going to be posting videos of these live streams and stuff uh, on the uh, Star Wars Report YouTube page. We've been kind of promoting it more recently. Um, but mm-hmm. that 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 I do it, man. I I I'd love to see that kind of stuff. People love kind of uh, you interacting and sharing the experience because in this age of the internet, we can do it. All you need is
1: well i had I had a blast with instagram when, after um Force Friday
0: yeah I had a blast with instagram you know un unpackaging everything and taking pictures and posting it so i um well and steve i'm I'm becoming a huge fan of this twitch platform. I think it's really cool um and it's the first time that broadcasting video that can actually capture other monitors so that I can have video guests and that sort of thing has actually oh, been nice. accessible for someone who doesn't have a three thousand dollar computer. Uh, because Twitch and Open Broadcasting Software have a really streamlined way to do video, which is the whole thing that allows us to do Star Wars Tonight live and doing these live streams. So I'm just I'm tickled that this kind of technology is coming along.
1: Well, I have a face for radio.
0: <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> well, I want everyone who is watching this version on YouTube, which is a small percentage of you guys, but more of you should subscribe on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash/user/slash/StarWarsReport, uh, and I want you to see the the smiling face. Of Steve Glosson on the picture that I have, the still picture, uh, because <laughs> this is not unlike a uh, Fox News or CNN style. I just need a ticker bar of Star Wars news at the bottom, and then it's like yeah. on the phone, Steve Glosson.
1: <laughs> yes, you should do. You should
0: get that. You should make that happen. That'd oh. be amazing oh yes it would yes it would alright well let's listen to Daisy Ridley because I have a clip of her and uh, she's beautiful uh, I don't know why we're listening but uh, here we go Thanks.
1: you read a play oh
0: yeah I see and so he told me and obviously I was not there for the whole first half and then had to go back into the second half and not tell the guy I was with
1: oh because it was a secret yeah. and you didn't trust and it was Oedipus
0: Rex so it was long and... Uh huh.
1: does he now know you were keeping that from him during the play no no he does not <laughs> No. Maybe he now does. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> Adam, how, how uh, that is how Daisy Ridley found out that she got the part, and some, some poor guy idea. was stranded the in the idea. theater. I have a feeling the he was a little suckered there.
1: Yeah, I get the idea that she's no longer with that person, which which makes me very happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you because... and Carl Leclaire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll fight Carl for Daisy. <laughs> Good, Carl, Carl's got a girlfriend. That's true. That's true. He's taken. Carl.
0: You know who's not yeah. taken? Wait a it's second. Riley Blake. <laughs> um, no, seriously. He's single, ladies. Well, what's funny is uh, was, she's, she's not single. I, I do know this fact, which makes me sad. But uh what's funny is this the most british version of a casting story announcement so i was watching oedipus rex with my one-time boyfriend who i dumped theatrically when he couldn't take my success i'm just inserting what uh, my storyline is uh, <laughs> and and uh and, oh man i don't know there's something about daisy ridley um her, her personality wise She's very British. She's just so sweet.
1: She's very sweet. She comes across as as very much. She is loving this experience. Um, you know, and obviously it's going to be her performance in the film that that dictates whether or not she branches out beyond Star Wars after this. You know, it, the the days, obviously people are still typecast and everything, but the days of not being able to get work because you're known strictly as this other person are kind of gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and if you're able to, if you're able to get out there and, and do the work to, uh, you know, to con- to constantly do the acting work to redefine yourself and be what you need to be for for casting directors and everything, uh, her personality alone should get her through a lot of doors. She's just out. She's just a sweet, sweet person. I love the fact
0: she's enjoying this ride leading up to this movie. Absolutely, and I and the new cast they. They seem to have such a chemistry that that's so important when you're kicking off a Star Wars film because that's what made that 's largely at least in my view what made the original so incredible was the interact the interaction between Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, and Princess Leia, and uh, to a lesser extent Chewbacca. Uh, may he ever get his medal um, but but seriously that's so important to capture in the world of Star Wars. you have to have a kind of chemistry um, that can be both fast paced, intense you have conflict but also be funny I mean there's so many elements that you have to get right if you really want to get the perfect mix of what makes the Star Wars movie great and uh, I, think, I think so far we're seeing that especially in one well, John Boyega Losing it? Absolutely, I have to say through the audition process we didn't get to take the script home mm. so we had to go to Pinewood and learn our lines and then go home I felt like I was living a double life like Batman <laughs> it, was a, it was a real situation. So to have the script on the read-through was You fantastic. got to learn your line?
1: <laughs> I did. And, and,
0: and John came in like eight or nine times to audition. It was a long process. Oh, thank you, JJ. Eight or nine times? <laughs> no, but it was, long, it was a long process. I feel, I feel guilty. <laughs>
1: I. Adam, you are in a helmet in the... Cl-
0: All right, so that's John Boyega, everybody. Uh, I think someone who I think is more aware of what he's gotten himself into. He seems to appreciate the enormity of the world he is plunging into, and he is plunging into the deep end.
1: I think that if if you, and I've not heard him say this anywhere, I think he's a little bit of a Star Wars fan um, before he ever got this, this movie. Um, and, and so I think that's part of his thing. I think he's almost the Ewan McGregor. Uh, because if you watch some of those behind-the-scenes documentaries from episode one, Ewan McGregor was just pumped to the gills to be a part of Star Wars. And I, I, and, and I think that it's the same thing with, with John Boyega. Absolutely. And this dude, he's got a great personality. He's he's so much fun to watch. I've enjoyed watching like he and Daisy at Force Friday. I've enjoyed mm-hmm. watching their reaction videos and stuff. And
0: he's just he's eating this experience up and having a blast. Absolutely. It's one of those things that, um, as you see how dynamic they are uh, in front of the public as ambassadors for this film, which is, which is what they are, uh, it, I think it could easily come off as kind of forced. Um, but it doesn't. They, their excitement seems very genuine. I love this little story that John Boyega told about uh, him, him getting the part. The thing was telling my dad, so I went home and I was like, Dad, I've just been cast in Star Wars. And he was just like, Oh my God! You are in Star Wars? <laughs> that is fantastic. I knew it. What is Star Wars? <laughs> like, he, he's playing the crowd. He's, like, he's, he's owning, in terms of charisma, of the five who are on and behind the couch on the set of the Jimmy Kimmel show, uh, John Boyega is the one who's carrying the charisma. He's kind of commanding the audience. Yeah,
1: he's... Uh, he's Well, again, I think it comes down to being the most excited uh, to be in this thing um Oscar Isaac who is great uh, you know i he was on the nerdist uh not long before Force Friday and and i was listening to his interview and he just he's got a lot of experience already in hollywood you know he's he's landed a few roles here and there so he's taken all this in stride um not that he's not enjoying the ride not that he's not excited and glad to be a part of it but you know he's taking it much more um, much more in stride than the rest of the guys are in in the sense that he's almost like the Harrison Ford of this new crew. Yes. Where he's got a little more age on him. He's a little older, a little wiser. And so, you know, he's kind of keeping everything in check out there for, for everyone as, as he talks about stuff and everything. But Boyega is just like, forget
0: you guys. I'm going to love every minute of this experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a very, I, I don't know, I think that they're very dynamic Uh, group of folks and i couldn't be more excited to now that i've kind of seen them interact with fandom and interact now with the larger public um i can't wait to see them actually interact with uh (laughs) each other on screen so that's going to be a great time I also want to take a brief moment before we cap off uh, tonight's episode to thank our patrons who are supporting us. Uh, I want to let you guys know that we are doing Friday bonus episodes of Star Wars Tonight every Friday in the lead up to The Force Awakens, and uh, you can get them by supporting us at any level on Patreon chips in a few pennies, and it helps us keep things running here around the Star Wars Report. helps us with hosting costs and equipment costs and all that good stuff. So, if you enjoy what we're doing here and you want to support us financially, go to patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Well, folks, I think I think that's gonna put the wraps on this episode of Star Wars Tonight. Again, huge thanks to Waves, the amazing Star Wars GPS app that allows C3PO to become your co-pilot. Uh, we we appreciate them sponsoring this week's episode uh, episodes of Star Wars tonight. If you want to uh, get in contact with us, shoot us an email at StarWarsTonight at gmail.com. I want to send out a huge congratulations to, as I pull up the email, a huge congratulations to our recent iTunes giveaway winners. Uh, We have Red5Mom, who's in the chat now. We have uh, Mike and Craig, and they've all been leaving us recent reviews. If you're listening to this program and you've not left us an iTunes review, or you have and haven't emailed us, every day we're doing giveaways, posters, books. I'm I'm going to be giving away the Phantom Menace storybook that I've had for some time. So, uh, yes, I'm very excited. It's going to be a very good time. Uh, So make sure you leave us a review, and then just email me your... uh, Uh, username and I have something very special to send to everybody who's leaving us iTunes reviews. Really appreciate you guys getting the word out and really helping uh, make this a iTunes-wide global phenomenon as we count down the days to The Force Awakens hitting theaters. Also, don't forget this weekend head to facebook.com slash Report and rsvp to our special live watch party of Star Wars A New Hope. It's going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, the 5th. It's going to be a great time. Steve, thanks so much for coming on, man. Where do you want to send folks who are listening to this very program? We've got new folks joining us each and every week, so uh, where should folks go if they are interested in hearing what Steve has to say about stuff?
1: If for some reason you're interested to hear anything else that I have to say, head over to geekoutpodcast.com. You'll see a whole slew of podcasts of which I'm a part over there.
0: And uh, thank you guys for checking it out. Awesome sauce, man. All right. Uh, final uh, final thing. Um, we will be back tomorrow as we finish off two weeks remaining until The Force Awakens hits theaters. May the Force be with you. Those Ewoks give me every time, man.
1: <laughs> Dude, um, is that like the Muppets version of that song? Because that sounds like the freaking Electric Mayhem
0: playing that. It does. I, I it's um, it's some group called Perry Grip that did this uh, remix. It's on YouTube. I've I've already had people emailing like, "What is that song?" But yeah, you can find them on YouTube. And I, I wonder if it's on iTunes. It might be. I don't. I don't know if they could sell a remix like that or not. But it's awesome. That's all I know. It's got to a- it's got a very Muppets feel to it. It kind of does, man. It kind of does. All right. Well, let me stop our uh, video edition. And I say farewell to all of you guys watching live and on YouTube. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. There we are. And now we have stopped the stream, sir. And then I'm going to wrap up the podcast version. Hey, everybody listening to the podcast version after the credits. I know, I know you're there. And uh, you're awesome for it. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye now.